Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of All About Sports, the podcast. We're calling this episode the mic episode because we all officially have mics now. Uh, Malu started... <laughs> Malu started the trend and uh, in in the effort to constantly improve our audio, we decided to all try it out. So we're uh, excited to try this out. Hopefully the audio is a lot better for our listeners. Um, Do let us know if if there are any issues. Uh, You know, if you know us personally, feel free to just message us. (laughs) But with that, you know, I want to quickly talk about last week's episode. Um, Last week, of course, the Formula One season started for 2021. So we discussed the youngest drivers on the grid that we're really excited about. Obviously, it's a long season to go, so we'll wait and watch as to how our predictions actually do. With that, kind of like a similar vein, we're talking about some of the youngest footballers now. Uh, We wanted to talk about the players who were nominated for the Golden Boy Awards, uh, which is basically the players under the age of 21 who have really impressed on the football stage, primarily in Europe, if we're being honest. Really exciting conversation for us. You see, probably from our jerseys, if you're watching this, you see we definitely have uh, some players who we are excited to talk about, which we'll dive into. Um, There are a few players on this list. There are 20 players on the list. We won't get to everyone just in the interest of time. But of course, feel free to share if there's anyone else that you feel excited about who you'd like for us to talk about in future episodes. But let's start off, Merz, with two of the people who, you know, you're wearing a Dortmund jersey. There are two people on this list from Dortmund who I'm sure you're super excited about. Let's start off with Jaden Sancho because you're also a United fan. And every United fan of the around the world has faced the ups and downs of figuring out whether this dude will come. So why is every United fan at the edge of their seat to get this Sancho announcement? What is so special about him, Maz? Two things, Krishnan, when it comes to Jaden Sancho. One thing is Manchester United has lacked a right-winger ever since Ronaldo left. We haven't had a replacement on that right flank or a pure out-and-out winger. We always had gigs on the left, so that was fine. But we never had anyone who could fill in those big, big, big boots that Ronaldo left. Ashley Young, though. Come on. Ashley Young had his time. Antonio Valencia had his time. But... Even both of them combined were not even half as good as Ronaldo was, right? So, we've always had that one void, so to speak. And, well, we we are playing Mason Greenwood there. So, we'll definitely talk about him later on as well. But what really gets me excited about Jaden Sancho, and I guess for that matter, not only United fans, any football fan, he's just a live wire on the pitch. He's... He's absolutely incredible. His stats back it up. He's one of those players that's so dynamic that he has that charisma when he's playing that you always feel like something's going to happen when Jaden Sancho's on the ball. And I think his valuation is also ridiculous. Again, uh, Dortmund's asked for £108 million for Jaden Sancho. United weren't willing to pay. It was understandable COVID times. But now his price may have dropped. He's picking up form again, but there's another name on the block. And United are now probably considering that man because he's also of the same nationality as the manager. I'm not going to take the name yet, but everyone knows who I'm talking about from Borussia Dortmund. Coming back to Sancho, 87 ga- uh, he's played almost 90 games for Dortmund. He's got 35 goals, 39 assists. I think that speaks volumes. And believe you me, if you watch the Bundesliga, it's not an easy league to play in. It may not be the Premier League, but it's definitely not as easy maybe as the La Liga or the other leagues, maybe Serie A and uh, the French League, the Farmers League. (laughs) The Farmers League. Oh, oops. Sorry. I didn't say that. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so in two and a half seasons to have the most assists since he's joined in the Bundesliga, to have so many goals as a winger, it's pretty commendable. And he's one of those. And again, he's English. So there's anyway that added hype, but he's really lived up to his billing. And he's just 20. He's 21 and 31 games in all competitions this season, 12 goals, 16 assists. 
and they are saying he's having a bad season just mind you these are numbers of his bad season so to speak he's played 130 matches with dortmund 60 assists and 46 goals uh incredible just incredible man uh jaden sancho i do anything to get jaden sancho to united if i could um and i still where want him uh, and i still want where him where a man city kid right now <laughs> where a man city kid i i was going to say one other thing to add to that stat mus is that per 90 minutes he's either aver- he's averaging either a goal or an assist so per 90 minutes it's 0.99 goals plus assists insane those are numbers that you would expect from someone maybe 24 25 26 in their prime 20 is insane if if i'm not wrong like the hype about jaden sancho was already out and about when he was playing in the city youth academy if i'm not wrong when the under 17 world cup took place in india the kid didn't get to play the whole tournament because the club wanted him to come back they're like okay this tournament is not important enough for <laughs> talking about an under 17 world cup and you want your youth academy player back that that speaks volumes about how much also city did a lot to try and keep him but again like it's it's a toss up for every young player right now correct whether you want game time or you want to try and make it at the club you are already at it's a question which a lot of young players uh, have to deal with especially at clubs of big uh, i mean academies of big clubs city and chelsea probably face that problem the most in terms of integrating their youth players into the first team setup jaden sancho would have made it into city's first team i think comfortably enough but just not at the age when he left and he moved and it's like his his values 100 million plus right now and no one's going to contest it that's no one's contesting it is dortmund are going to hold on to him if they don't get paid that much because they managed to sell usman dembele for some absurd price right and look how look how that worked out for dortmund like this unfortunately or rather look how it worked out for barcelona because they unfortunately don't have half the players that dembele was at dortmund which is kind of the issue with surround this is the whole valuations of players currently right uh, you have to pay based off their past form and you can't really there's no guarantee on what you're getting but with jaden sancho i think everyone's convinced that he's going to keep this up so for the two, foreseeable future yeah so two things gui there one thing is dembele has actually been really good this season i think he's slowly getting there uh, it's no but injuries were ha- really hampering his growth as well sancho made a good move by going to dortmund because he was guaranteed like you said first team football and i don't know if his development would have been as good at city because we all know dortmund has a great setup for at least bringing up players and being like a f- sort of a feeder club sadly it's like that because they've always had financial troubles now luckily they don't have to pay buy on any more of the debt money that they had had <laughs> uh, on their shoulders at the time but so i think those two things are also very important to consider with jaden sancho i think that's the frustrating thing when we get excited about a player from dortmund there's this inevitable doom of eventually they're going to leave dortmund right i mean at some point they're going to leave dortmund most likely for bayern these two guys who we're going to talk about probably not to Bayern but there's so much heat we're talking about Manchester United obviously really coming after them the second guy that i wanted to dive into was i don't have too much to add on the sancho front you guys covered really all of it he's absolutely brilliant winger can he prove it is a different league obviously the premier league from the bundesliga so every player who comes from a different league to the premier league or frankly from the premier league to a different league there is an initial um acclimatization that probably needs Sorry, to take place Bruno Fernandes uh, I I oh. I didn't say anything but yeah I... Can I disconnect Mazar from this call <laughs> 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 No Bruno is fantastic I absolutely hate how much United fans love him but he is unbelievable I I have to give you that credit but I expect I expect Sancho to be more like that too like I I believe he's going to fit in pretty smoothly he's just that talented uh, probably not as much as score or assist as much as Dortmund but pretty damn close but 
I want to talk about the other guy on Dortmund who's an absolute goal scoring phenom. Erling Haaland. This guy, I swear when I saw him, you know, when I saw him a little bit when he was at Salzburg, when I looked at his body type I was like, "Oh, he just must score a bunch of headers." There is no way that he is a quick pacey guy who gets into great positions and is a really good neat finisher. That's exactly what he is. Heading is actually not even probably his primary is not even close to his primary form of goal scoring. So, Gwe, what makes this guy so special and how does he just keep scoring goal after goal after goal, hat-tricks and four goals in a game like like nothing. He's just strolling into the goal. What's going on, Gwe? So, for the longest time we've seen this um thing, right? The shorter you are, the pacier you are. Correct? So true. Exactly what I thought. Exactly what I thought. Taking the steer, oh, all this low center of gravity, so you run far, blah, blah. What? Nobody cares anymore. You, you are seeing the exact thing which you are told is impossible. Like this guy is massive. All right, he's huge. He's <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, you you you're basically comparing him to a machine, right? Like he has an off game. You every tweet about him is, I think someone needs to hit the restart switch on him. someone needs to go and flip the switch in his brain because he is a machine okay at that age to have a champions league record which gets talked about when was the last time you heard someone who's a golden boy nominee have uh, people speak about their champions league goal scoring record a lot of guys get really popular in the domestic league right especially in uh, the not so competitive french league or even in brazil where the numbers are kind of uh, muddled okay they're not muddled okay they're they're legit numbers but you just can't trust them but the champions league is the great equalizer right you you're playing the best of the best and this guy has a goal scoring record there i'm not sure what it is but i if i'm not wrong he became um, the youngest to score 20 champions league goals yeah uh, the fastest, fastest to score to 20, score 20 goals in the champions league and It's so and it's so fast, Gui. So fast, fourteen games. He scored twenty and fourteen in the Champions League. That is thirteen faster than the guy who's second, and that's Harry Kane. Imagine this guy's goal-scoring record. It's crazy, man. He's too good. But uh, coming back, does he to, have a hat-trick in that? Yeah, yeah. I think he has a couple. I think he scored four in one game. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 love i think he scored five goals against bruges itself and uh-huh. someone asked him in the interview uh, you seem to like playing against bruges and he and and i love his interviews they're the most entertaining ever because it's always just one sentence it's very kimiesque in terms of his his interviews it's just like okay so how what how, why do you think you played well today uh, because i scored These are like his answers. It's just amazing to watch. I love him. I love everything about him. He's pure entertainment. He's also, I mean, he's going to turn twenty-one in July. That's and apart from the prolific goal scoring that he has, I think uh, fastest to twenty goals in the Champions League is one thing because they do have some weaker oppositions. Uh, So let's that can be a bit. High. It's still incredible, no doubt. And to do it like thirteen games faster than the the guy who was fastest before that is only crazy. But for and for, even even this season, man, he has ten goals in the Champions League already. The second highest is six. He is just zooming ahead of everyone. But sorry, go ahead, Mas. Yeah, so I I was actually just coming to that only. So this season, he's already averaging more than a goal per game. and he's also got assists alongside it so he's already got i think 31 goals last when i checked this season uh, uh, in all competitions he's also got six goals in seven games for norway last when i checked i don't know about uh, this is without the recent friendlies that happened uh, they lost to turkey 3-0 so that one but i think they played one more or they are due to play but either way the point is he's nearly he's also scoring internationally that just tells you how good he is and he's already the highest scoring no- norwegian in the ucl beating a certain manchester united manager and let's not forget and this is why i'm more excited about erling holland 
joining uh, United is because Oli coached him at Molde, and he has been in touch with him. He's still close to him. So if he is going to leave, then I think United's priorities have switched from Sancho to Holland because I think right wing they have Diallo coming up and they have Facundo Pellistri as well, and hopefully. you know greenwood can still continue having some sort of impact though it's sort of hampering his development as well hey are you like us and trying to make your own podcast but aren't really sure where to get started well when we first began we didn't really know how to get our podcast out there to the hundreds of different podcast platforms that's where anchor comes in Anchor is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting from start to finish. It allows you to record and edit your podcast and then when you're ready to publish, distributes it to a ton of podcasting platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once you've posted your episode, Anchor tracks listening across platforms and graphs your performance across countries, age groups and platforms. That's how we know that 4% of our listeners are in Hong Kong. If you're listening from Hong Kong right now, well, thank you. And Anchor is totally free. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r .fm to get started. Now back to the pod. There is so much excitement about this guy, right? I mean, we know there are a lot of teams knocking. I know even Real Madrid is just aching to get someone like him. They've been wanting a number nine for some reason. They um, have almost had Benzema's one foot out the door for a couple of years now. They're itching to fill in that spot. Haaland seems like the perfect player. I mean, he's he's kind of like a Real Madrid player, like a player who loves to play on the counter. I also want to just talk about the volume of chances. I mean there's a reason these two guys are at the top. It's just I feel the sheer volume of chances that Dortmund creates on the counter that makes yeah. these guys get a lot of chances cuz per 90 minutes Haaland has 1.08 goals. He has more than one goal per minute. Per 90 minute not per minute, per 90 <laughs> minutes which is unbelievable you don't see that very often and it's also because they just create a lot of chances even expected goals per 90 0.78 which is really high so it really does speak to the volume of or chances that they create but in halan's defense he's also pretty efficient i was just looking this up and in the bundesliga he's currently the second highest goal scorer to be fair the first is lewandowski that is on a different level but he is second and his goal conversions about 37% So he's pretty damn efficient as well. He's not a player who is like wasting a bunch of chances in front of goal. He does take a lot of chances and he's one of those special players I think who's also gotten he's got a really good eye for goal. So a lot of times his positioning in the box is really good and he just has the advantage that he has these kind of long body types so he can stretch out and put his foot in a position, reach and get some goals. um but I absolutely love watching him i mean it's so awesome to see him and mas you're absolutely right his interviews are super entertaining i didn't think about the kimina icon in comparison but you're so right that scandinavian link whatever they have it it just makes for entertaining interviews but that's that's a really good stopping point because because i, I want to say i i do feel like these guys are on a different level to everyone else that we're going to talk about But I do want to talk about talking about you know Haaland could be going to Real Madrid. Let's talk about a player who's at Real Madrid currently, Vinicius Junior, Brazilian player. I I'd say like as classic a Brazilian winger as you can think of, trickery, pace, beautiful down the wing, a little bit of poor decision making I would argue, which is also part and parcel maybe of a Brazilian winger. Uh, but Vinicius Junior must. Do you like him? What do you think about him? I know Benzema said one or two things about him in the locker room. I think, but uh, what do, what do you think about Vinicius? I think Krishna, you perfectly summarized it. He's a typical Brazilian player. Period. You will get what you expect. Like if you had to, let's say, make one of those ready-made specimens and put them in, Vinicius is like that when it comes to a Brazilian player. So I I wasn't a big fan of him. in the beginning i thought he was wasteful i thought that he was hyped a bit too much because well if you play for los blancos that's going to happen that's bound to happen but uh the main thing with vinicius and what i've noticed this season is whenever he's come off the bench he's had an impact 
and not only has he had an impact he scored important goals for them this season and zidane has turned to him whenever the going has gotten tough and that speaks volumes about how much how good vinicius is because he's becoming one of those key players uh, in key situations at such a young age so i think that's the biggest credit that we can give him to build trust from uh, from a, a veteran himself a legend himself to have him coming on and uh, telling him that okay now go get me a goal and he does it more often than not or creates at least so yeah i think I, i think one thing people also have to keep in mind is it's such a difficult atmosphere to be successful in right from the start is real madrid because that galactico culture puts so much pressure on kids to be just brilliant from the start and i mean i don't think he's maybe lived up to what was expected at the moment he came but he's getting there and you have to give like players at this age a little bit of time to mature in in really what is a tough environment to grow in which is you know real madrid isn't historically known for their patience uh, but guy i saw you i had a couple of thoughts as well what were you thinking about vinicius it was more to do with what you said about madrid you know the two names that immediately came to mind mata and silva these guys could not cut it there they they bloomed just maybe what four years okay four years too late is very late i get the point i mean for a club of madrid size but this this it's something which um, a lot of us forget when we are trying to evaluate the impact which players have is that not everyone is going to peak at the same age as the other one right so you have a 19 year old you have an 18 year old who just walk into one of the biggest most star studded dressing rooms ever you 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 got to admit that they take some time to find their feet in a side which is that stacked and the weight of expectation is that high in that club okay gareth bale has been continuously whistled at for four seasons in a row this guy won them a champions league all on his own i think we can say that i mean okay not okay if the, if he doesn't score in the final you're not winning the champions league so it doesn't matter what his impact was until then and carries the- it also to be fair i think carries <laughs> also helped a good amount <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, man! Ronaldo threw out, threw out. Yeah, yeah. he carried that team. How can you say that? That's an insult to one of the, one of the greatest players ever. It is absolute and absolute insult. Even Messi won't accept this. For those goals, they don't win, right? That that was the only point I'm making. But the point is that he he has been whistled at by the crowd throughout. Like they have not taken to him. So yeah. you've got to understand that. the culture at a club like madrid is not it's not friendly it's hostile whether you are an outsider whether you're part of the club doesn't matter it's it's a very performance driven club and has been for the longest time uh, so for someone of vinicius's age to like have an impact maybe a season late is fine and and let's be honest he scored in the champions league as well which is a commendable thing to do at that age I mean, to be playing the Champions League at that age is something which young players are starting to aspire now, right? Maybe ten years earlier, wasn't really on their to-do list. It was just to find a good enough club, which then and hope to eventually land into a club which plays in Europe. But yeah, now that speaks volumes about how far um, just the aspirations of eighteen, nineteen-year-olds have. come now in the game and vinicius is a perfect example of someone who made the move from brazil to a top side right that's it's commendable what he is doing right now even though the impact might not be uh, as expected i think we all owe it to him to give him some time i think so and i think you like you said the transition from especially the brazilian league i feel is pretty strong because you know the players who come from like santos and flamengo they're scoring at like ridiculous rates you know in in the brazilian league and that's not to say that the the league isn't talented it is a super talented league but there is a lot of like goal scoring that happens there that probably doesn't directly translate into the la liga but i want to get this now a little bit heated guys i want to cause a little bit of friction cuz let's talk about some of the english boys you know we we follow probably the premier league more than any other league and i want to talk about the iceland boys as i'm calling them we have uh, mason greenwood and Phil Foden. <laughs> um 
They have ice in their veins, I guess. It took me some I... time to... Uh, I was wondering, who are these Iceland boys? It took me some time to figure it out. <laughs> but two superb left-footed players, Manchester City, Manchester United, both playing for a Manchester teams. Very different players. I think kind of different responsibilities for their teams. Maz, I want to go to you again for this one because Mason Greenwood plays for United. You're obviously a United fan. And also Phil Foden plays for Manchester City. Both really... Really exciting young English talents. I would argue one is slightly more technically skilled than the other. But who are you? Who are you excited for? Who do you see as being a bigger star amongst those two going forward? I want to kind of ask you that question. Like, who is the guy who you think he's going to really be a consistent starter for England going forward? If you ask me like that, then it's got to be Phil Foden, Krishnan. There's no doubt. Yep. He is. I I, I may not like Manchester City. Not like I'm being kind here. But <laughs> but you've got to respect Phil Foden. He's a top, top talent. He's one of a kind, really. And he's really made that, that number 10 or central attacking midfielder, floating role, playing down the left as well. Sort of his own in a lot of ways. He's not... He doesn't really need to drift wide to play. He finds good spacing. He runs behind defenders. He causes some havoc. He tends to drag some defenders towards him to free up space in the center. It's amazing the stuff he does off the ball as well, rather than just on the ball. And he always has a an ability to find a goal or to pick out a pass. So, And no better team to be with for Phil Foden. You have Pep Guardiola at the helm. You have Kevin De Bruyne who's there to help you throughout. You're learning from the best player, according to me, in the league. He just has the perfect setup to help him go that one level above in his career. He's still not. I mean, I I, I just I just it's scary how good he can be. It's just sad that he said he wants to be a Manchester City legend because I I really I think only Aguero is the reason why someone can aspire to be that now. But yeah, he's definitely got. I, I, I'm not sure about the ceiling in terms of potential because I still think Mason Greenwood is not even playing at a quarter of his level. We saw him oozing talent last season, scoring goals for fun. This season, he's been off as well in terms of form. It took him to... He scored off... Like, he had a 12-game run of no goals and finally he did score. But we ended up losing that game against Leicester in the FA Cup. But the point is that he's already shown that he can reach that level. Now the question is, where will he play for United? And that's why I'm a bit worried about, will his career get hampered with him playing on the right wing? It's not that he's doing a bad job. He's been phenomenal. Uh, yes, he's not got been getting the assists, not been getting the goals. But you can see the impact on the pitch. He's been really one of our better players over the last two months. So, yeah, I think sky's the limit for him as well. He's, that goal-scoring touch will come as long as Oli shows faith in him throughout and he, and he keeps playing. Uh, I see Greenwood also truly achieving that the levels that he can set out to maybe be that centre-forward that United is looking for if we don't get Holland. I, I know Holland is the main focus for United, but I would still like Sancho and then probably having Greenwood playing as centre-forward. Yes, we lack height, but I don't think you need height with someone like Sancho and Greenwood. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic point because like you said, Mazar, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I, I like Mason Greenwood as a player, but I have to admit that the technical ability of Phil Foden is, is kind of uncomparable, even compared to other young players for England. Um, and again, like you said, breaking into that City team is hard. There are lots of players who play that central midfield slash can switch to wing position. You're talking Bernardo Silva, last season David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne switches around. I mean, mostly central, but can play that right wing. Um, in the wing, he's competing with Sterling and, and Mahrez. It's, it's very tough to break into that side and he's found a way to break in. Greenwood, my slight concern is... Was last season an exaggeration of his talent? Like, was it, you know, because he was scoring, I would say, not likely goals. He was scoring tough goals. I wouldn't say those are, like, necessarily easy chances, like at the edge of the box, reasonably tough chances. Um, I hope not. I still think he's phenomenally talented. 
Kuri, anything you would you would add to the comparison of these two uh, man mancunians? Is that the word? <laughs> yeah, that is the word. Well done, Krishna. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, uh, it was tough to even get out. <laughs> <laughs> so my only take on these two guys is Bill Foden's probably the most well-rounded of the English youngsters. Mason Greenwood to me is on the other end, where he's a pure finisher. Like the man can finish. Okay, he can be tremendous. Tremendous, but on the other aspect, it's not like it's not like you see something great. It's or maybe just Phil Foden's raised everyone's expectations, right? Because he he is mega. There is no way. There is no way that anyone in the England youth setup. Okay, he's not even in the youth setup anymore, is he? <laughs> anyone in that setup can compete with him in the sense of being more well-rounded and being able to fit into multiple roles. Like what he does. It's so different from what you expect from a conventional left mid, conventional center attack mid, conventional center mid, or what? It's just somehow that role what he's playing is somehow come to be so suited to him and him only that you don't see anyone else doing it, and you wish that you had someone like that in your team. And they have two players, Gui. They have Mahrez also. <laughs> It's crazy. Someone who can break the line, someone who can find a pass, someone who can finish. A goal, like finish up a chance. Like he, he's. If you think about it, Mason Greenwood's a great finisher, but so is Phil Foden is amazing. He, he has a phenomenal left foot and eye for goal. It's just it's more about him. Fine, okay, he doesn't score from range, maybe, but when he has a chance, it's on target for sure. He, you don't see him skying one. You don't see him putting one wide. Super intelligent. If he knows he doesn't have the finish in him, he'll pass it wide, pass it to someone who can find the finish, and that's what you're looking for in someone of that age. Like someone who can make that choice so quickly. In uh, and of course, again, the chances keep flowing when you play for that side, right? Yeah, that's what that that comparison is great, but I think it's very unfair on Foden to have his name mentioned in the same breath as anyone else in the England youth setup because he's just far ahead of everyone, very far. to be honest perfect so continuing in the vein of english footballers uh, i'm going to talk about a player who me and gui are super excited to talk about we think he's the shit i still think he's phil foden light but he's getting there uh wakoyo saka arsenal player i'll be the first to admit when he was popping off a couple of seasons back i saw him and i was like yeah he's decent but i remember it was sorry last season when he was you know he was shuttling between left wing and left back I didn't really trust his defensive skill by any means. I was like, he's good. I don't necessarily trust that he'll be the he'll be the next big thing. This season, he has been fantastic. He's been the entire creative fulcrum for Arsenal. I feel like they have no creativity going forward, barring Saka. I know people will say Emil Smith Rowe is there and Odegaard is there. Basically, it's Saka. Saka is running the show at Arsenal from a creative standpoint. Fantastic to watch, Gui. I got to go to you first for this one because you're another Gunners fan. How excited are you about Saka? And what does he need to do? What does he need to improve, maybe on, to take his game to the next level, even from where he is now? Okay, so Krishna, I don't, I don't agree with what you said because this, this, what he did last season was to me far more impressive because you get thrown into the first team, not in your favorite position. True. And you and you stay there. You 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 play for the most part in. Uh, I mean, okay, a lot of people will say he did play that position in the academy and stuff. But in the academy, you play all positions. Like that's that's the academy, right? Playing it in a full Premier League game is very different. To start a game at left back, play the whole game. It's it's a testament to how versatile he is, which he's again proving this season also. He's played on the left wing. He's done mighty well on the right wing, which is again a selection headache, right? Uh, because you have 72 million uh, by Nicola Pepe also in the same position, and yeah, you're kind of creating a mess for the manager. But that's what you hope to do as a 20-year-old. You want to give everyone a selection headache, whether it's your club coach, your national team coach, which he is doing, right? Um, Why was it in the news that he didn't make the England squad because of a hamstring injury? Because now you expect him to be there, which is which is great. Like 
I I completely uh, understand like how hyped Arsenal fans are about him because it's been a while since someone from the youth setup actually made it made it in the sense that became a long like mainstay in the starting eleven and he seems to have everything it takes now to what he needs to do to. Take his game to the next level so that now you know so that you can mention his name uh, in the same breath as Phil Foden. Maybe just be super consistent, like which is a difficult thing to do when you're playing with Arsenal. It's you you know you just know that you're not getting the same output from anyone barring like one or two players uh, because it's just not happening in the midfield game in game out. And when when you as a 19 year old have the pressure of people talking about you to be like the only one doing well in the Arsenal midfield, it's a lot. But again, all Arsenal fans just saw that one player was doing it all for them last like, this season also. Like when you were having the dry run of like absolutely no creativity, <laughs> it was him picking up the ball and like trying to break the line all on his own, which is what sometimes you need. Uh, every time you're not gonna have uh, someone like a KDB set you up with that immaculate pass which then you can do two things with either score or assist sometimes you have to pick it up and run with it when things aren't going your way and he's not afraid to do it he's done it well enough good few times it's just that to put him in a different league you'd have to do it in every possible moment when it is required so every time Arsenal is having a bad game if he is the one to pull it off you're going to talk about him in a or talk about him being in a different league but it's difficult to do with Arsenal. Let's be honest. There's no consistency coming from your centre mids, from your creative midfielders, or even your strikers. So, uh, numbers-wise, he may not make as much of an impact. But on the field, I think he's probably the one like dragging everyone along. Like, let's get to it. No, absolutely. He's been he's been raising Arsenal's level. I mean, I I can't imagine the position we'd be in if not for not having Saka in this lineup. I'd I'd be very worried on where we'd be. Roy Keane's prediction of us getting relegated or just surviving relegation might not have been too far from the truth. But Mazar, I think you I don't know if you did or didn't, but I feel like you rolled your eyes at the Phil Foden comparison. Uh, what are your so what was the reason for that? What are your general thoughts on Saka? <laughs> I think Saka is a great player. He's definitely been Arsenal's best player. Why I rolled my eyes? I didn't really roll my eyes. I was there was just a slight bit of disagreement with the Phil Foden point because come on, I I like I said even people no one is at that wavelength and the problem for Saka is the position he plays. Look at the people who he has to compete with to get into the England squad. We're talking about Jack Grealish. I mean, I, I'm not sure if it was the right decision for him to pick England over Nigeria. Yes, it was his birthplace. But Nigeria, he would have got regular minutes. Nigeria could have been challenging for the African Cup of Nations title. He would have played with some top players there with Kelechi Iannaccio up front as well. He would have had a very solid team in Nigeria filled with youngsters as well. I'm saying that would have been good for his development personally. I'm not sure he's going to ever make it into the England starting eleven. Just purely based on the fact that there are so many people playing that same position. You have Raheem Sterling then. You have Jack Grealish ahead. You have, I mean, right now I'm falling short of names because names aren't coming to my mind. You have Foden who can play in that 4-3-3 role. So, he just has too many people ahead of him already. So, maybe he's a great player, a young player, but... By no means is he a Jaden Sancho. By no means is he a Phil Foden. Yes, he's better than Greenwood right now. But I don't know if that will hold true in two years' time as well. So I just think that there are too many people ahead of him already in terms of skill. And probably, uh, Gui, I think it's the opposite. I think he's standing out more at Arsenal because the others aren't up to that level. Maybe if he goes to... Maybe maybe if I he has more skillful players that. around him. Sorry? That would that would hold true for Greenwood also. I'm not taking that argument. What, what <laughs> about Greenwood? I didn't say Greenwood's better than him. I didn't say Greenwood's better than no, him. No, no. I'm just saying no, no. I'm just saying that he would stand out. The, the same standing out uh, argument works but for a Greenwood, lot of guys. That Greenwood, is, 
to be fair greenwood is standing out in a way he's he's the only guy who can play on the right wing for united at the moment there's literally no one else so as in guys saying that's the same argument for saka right now <laughs> there's the only player for us who can play on that's what i'm saying like that there's a lot of guys yeah so, but that's greenwood. that's why i'm not even that's why i'm not even saying that greenwood's at the same level that's why i didn't even mention greenwood i rolled my eyes because you said phil foden and there's I definitely said- no no comparison and and you are saying he'll reach that level i don't think he's ever going to reach that level period so i didn't say he's on phil foden's level at all my words were if he has to ever be mentioned in the same breath as someone like phil foden phil foden is miles ahead of every other english young that's what i'm star. trying to say gui so that's, he's not going to I even be mentioned in the same so, breath okay yeah none of these guys these guys are absolutely like i'm not even saying phil foden i'm talking about him playing on the wing altogether for england no. which you said because he got it's a ball up it's a stack side okay okay so england england after harry kane don't really have much in the striking department so maybe greenwood makes it there someday but yeah of course saka's got too much competition like saka's his england career could be like on the bench at best like filling in like just as an oddball and with like gareth southgate at the helm if jack grealish isn't making it to the starting 11 consistently <laughs> sorry it would be nobody exactly, got exactly that's what i'm trying so, to say hui so that's exactly what i'm saying saka for him to really have developed his game and to reach the level because i see it i definitely agree with you in that sense he can reach that level it would have benefited him to have been playing for nigeria he would have been the consistent starter there he would have had great support and people to feed into with and imagine yeah. imagine that's having right. ian acho so, and obviously he has uh, he has uh, so many guys ndd is there yeah the ndd is in the midfield so nigeria stack let's be honest nigeria that's what I, i'm saying and and they, they also have that other striker who plays for napoli victor osimhen he's a top striker hmm. mind you him and ianacho if they play two strikers up front saka would enjoy that role because he's getting an a better version of lacazette in many ways <laughs> but the point is osimhen and ianacho would be a terrifying strike force to deal with that's all i'll say perfect no no and i was going to say i i i i should admit that i was the one who made the phil foden comparison but i definitely think phil foden light saying he's phil foden is an exaggeration i think he's similar i think he's trying to develop similar skill sets to phil foden in terms of what he does he's obviously not at the level that that phil foden is the only reason i'm not as concerned about his playing time for england is i am i trust his playing time for arsenal there is no one competing for him for that spot like like gui said there's a dude we signed for a record signing fee who is not able to perform down that level is not performing at the same level the one thing i will say that i do think saka needs to improve and will probably ensure he gets more attention is his finishing a little bit i think at this point he's still not the best finisher he's a phenomenal dribbler down the wing down the middle even great at putting balls into the box and i do think we have a slight disadvantage that there's just a lot of there are a lot of people to finish those balls at the end of the box at our end right now but i think if he works a little bit on his finishing and learning when to cut in you know i think that's an aspect that aaron ramsey basically made an entire season out of at arsenal just learning when to run into the box i mean it's i would argue frank lampard made an entire career of it um yeah. things like that you know just perfect timing and offensive timing to run into the box and finishing overall if saka develops those skill sets he will he will keep growing as a player i totally admit not at the phil foden level but i'm secretly really happy maza said better than greenwood because i was going to make that statement <laughs> um where they end up i don't know um facts are facts krishnan based on purely this season you can't deny it saka has been arsenal's best player like i said greenwood's been far from united's best so far 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 from it so there's no point in even comparing the thing so i want to then transition so we've said pretty much pretty nice things about all the english players i think we generally had nice things to say I figured we transition was there is yes and no, no, yeah, no, we, no, we, we did we did we definitely did I want to down transition into guy who I suspect will shit on a little bit more Callum Hudson-Odoi who plays for Chelsea for some reason he keeps getting these eccentric offers from Bayern Munich to join I'm very confused why I don't think he's at the same level as any of the Bayern Munich wingers at this point even at Chelsea he's an inconsistent starter arguably he seemed to look a little bit better under Thomas Tuchel 
but i really don't get the 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 hype around kalen hotsnodoy in this league i don't think he is a top 10 contention for a, a golden boy award i i just don't see him in the same league as the other guys i don't know how y'all feel i'll leave it open who wants to take this one feelings on kalen hotsnodoy maybe you want to defend him maybe you don't but i'm not as excited about this guy being uh talked about in the same vein as the people that we've talked about so far why did you even bring him up krishnan like why <laughs> why like okay i, I i'll take this up first gui you can jump in then his valuation is 67 million pounds now i'll just to put that into perspective that's higher than our favorite phil foden higher than ferran torres higher than ansu fati who plays for barcelona his valuation is higher than three players who are like miles miles ahead of him firstly in terms of skill in terms of actual stats as well in terms of proving what they've done on the pitch everything is better now one thing he's a winger so he needs stats i'm sorry i'm not going to buy into that bullshit about oh he's doing all of this like like i defended greenwood in a lot of ways but that's a different case altogether because united's right side is pretty much absent but in a chelsea side you can't you can't back that up especially now that you have hakim ziyech also coming into the side and playing on the wing you cannot give me that excuse that oh he's doing this on the ball or oh he's doing that and oh yeah he's having some sort of impact if it's not translating into assists or goals then i'm sorry you've done nothing this season he's played 20 games in the premier league two goals two assists and he's only had three goals and seven assists in the premier league in three seasons 51 matches he's played in the premier league he's only had seven assists and three goals please tell me how is this guy even mentioned in this conversation i think the only reason he's being linked to munich is probably somewhere he has some german hereditary traits or something so that's why they want him but there's absolutely nothing else that proves hudson odoi is a, a top player or an above average player for that matter regardless of age in the champions league also in 11 appearances he's had two goals in the europa league he's had four goals in nine games which is decent but that's the europa league again i do not get this hype whatsoever I, and i rest my case here maybe they just don't trust uh, their backup to leroy sane and serge gnabry enough so they want a backup just in case their main backup doesn't do well enough <laughs> they'll just buy someone from dortmund or then they will find someone from one of the german teams who is up and coming which they always do they definitely don't need an englishman that i can guarantee which is which is very strange that like the last time a german side signed an english player permanently like i i can't think of a super big transfer can you because like it's it's a, it's just such a strange match hargreaves is the only one that comes to mind i don't know if it's a big transfer but i he's the, he's the only like german the yeah. known name to have you know known englishman to have played in germany that i can think of yeah strangely yeah yeah. Of, yeah yeah bellingham I mean, now uh, probably bellingham now but before bellingham yeah not a lot oh, of yeah. coming to mind bellingham is a permanent signing as well sorry right but no this this guy is uh, the the whole uh, byron are chasing him chasing him chasing him is this it surprises everyone and it's and it's also interesting because even when i look at other young players at at chelsea right i am far more excited about a mason mount i'm honestly a little bit more excited about a loftus cheek even than i am about callum hudson odoi even at chelsea there are there are young talent it's just not him that i'm as excited about and i mean obviously he doesn't care what i think but if there was one piece of advice i'd give to him it's probably do not move to bayern munich the one thing that i think could help his career is consistent playing time he doesn't get consistent playing time at chelsea partly because he's not at a level where he should get consistent playing time right unlike a phil foden who's broken into a really tough team to broken into kellen hudson odoi frankly hasn't performed well enough to break into that team especially like mazza said with a hakim ziyech being able to playing on being able to play on the wing even a christian pulisic those guys have proven themselves far more than he has um to break into that starting five 
he needs starting time i mean i think he genuinely i think what would be best for him is if he moved to a smaller team in england got some more playing time play for a west ham play for a fulham get minutes accrue time on the pitch a bayern munich is going to be think about this last season coutinho played for bayern munich and he was not a consistent starter this guy is not on the same ballpark as as coutinho he's not going to get minutes and krishnan i'll say this now he's not in the same ballpark as mason greenwood also <laughs> i would I'm agree with that say. i would agree with that i actually do agree with that i do think that mason greenwood has proved himself more consistently than than callan hudson and i uh, uh, has and again like i said this isn't a chelsea hate thing cuz i like players like mason mount i like players like reese james i just don't think callum hudson and i is it but i want to talk about the lowest on their uh, list of good young players they have in their squad absolutely even is he even on chelsea? that list is he even on that list <laughs> that's my question genuinely reese james ben chilwell Mason Mount are far, far ahead in terms of where they are, and and they all are in the England squad, and they all are starters as well. So I, let's I just talk so about. So much it. when Krishnan said move to a small club like West Ham, all I could think of was say Jesse Lingard, <laughs> beaming when Krishnan mentioned West Ham. It works He's for okay. sure, though. It it helps. Okay. It's yeah, it of course it does. Definitely helps. And West Ham. So so bringing it back bringing it back to the young guys and probably one of the youngest on this list I want to talk a little bit about because you Mazar you also mentioned him you talked about Ansu Fati Barcelona's young talent this kid he looks really special I mean at the end of the day Barcelona is in a weird place right now there's obviously a lot of nervousness even though they they knew have a new president now there is still a lot of nervousness about whether Messi leaves and frankly they've never really filled the gap of Neymar they've tried a lot of people but there hasn't been this awe inspiring talent to compare to Messi frankly in the world not at Barcelona nowhere have we seen it you know it's tough it's a tough tough shoes to fill but they're gambling on this kid they're gambling on this kid named Ansu Fati hopefully hitting it big Gui, I'll start off with you. You talk a little bit about how brilliant he's been, given how young he is for this Barcelona team, and really how much weight is on his shoulders to kind of carry this Barcelona team going forward. He, I feel, is like a pivotal part of this Barcelona team for the future. Just so glad you mentioned him. He seems like such a such a great kid, right? Always smiling, happy to play, happy to like do so much of the grunt work, and then like just just for that. creating that one small spark in the game as opposed to what we've been hearing about Usman Dembele who also like okay he's someone needs to confiscate his playstation <laughs> I'm know? glad you mentioned it I'm glad you yes. said it I was about to crack a similar joke <laughs> Ansu Fati is just like in that perfect like what you people see maybe what they saw in Messi when he was an upcoming talent like this kid who's super happy to play this has that slight spark which is why maybe i think a lot of people are really focusing on him and it's a change of uh, scenery when you watch him play at barcelona and like pulling something off as opposed to like them losing 8-2 and having like just general trouble in going through 90 minutes without you know falling flat on their face yeah that that's just why i don't is for me is not in the numbers it's not in the impact it's more just like like saka for arsenal like you're seeing the whole side like kind of crumble around not not as much as arsenal okay they still have messi so you have, of course the limelight is still there but uh, it's just it's just like refreshing to watch him play for barcelona like again the same argument right you stand out and you play for like a, a club which is like in a bad spot as opposed to Our club is doing really well. So again, the reason why we like Phil Foden so much is because he managed to break into a side which is doing very well. These guys are playing for clubs which aren't in the best spot right now, and they're shining in that. So maybe like we're kind of taking away a little bit from them, but we really shouldn't. I will say I, one one thing in the defense of um in this argument for Ansu Fati is Barcelona is probably not doing well in the history of their club. but still performing pretty well like arsenal i can say is objectively performing poorly right i mean in comparison to the history of the club but also just compared to other teams in the league barcelona yeah. is still like still the second best team in the la liga still a pretty serious 
you know, were pretty serious Champions League considerations before PSG knocked them out. Um, so they're still in a decent spot in the global football scene, just for their history in a in a weird spot. Armas, uh, where were you at that for Ansu? So what I'll tell you about Barcelona in general is that I think if Messi stays, it'll be immense for the club. Of of course, because it's Messi, but also I do see the rebuild that he doesn't see in Barcelona. I'm seeing a lot of young talent coming into this squad. They're still second. Frankie De Jong's getting better. Uh, I think there's still more to see from him. I think Sergio Dest is a great addition. Obviously, they have uh, Ricky Pui, Pui, however you pronounce his name. <laughs> they have um, a bunch of youngsters all coming up the ranks from La Masia. Ansu Fati is just probably the best out of all of them. And they all have a ceiling that we don't know. What type of levels they can reach. This Barcelona team, if they all stick around for the next, let's say, five to seven years together, I'm telling you, teams have to watch out. They will be the Catalans that they've come to be known. I think all in all, if Messi wants to win now, it's understandable because he's not getting younger. And well, to be fair, he's still carrying the team. You mentioned the goal per match ratio for Holland. This guy is doing it uh, as well. So, um, man, you can't say enough about Messi. So, I don't want to buy into the hype yet for Ansu Fati. He's a great player, but let's give him time. But I love the point that you'll bring up also around his attitude to the game. Because I think Barcelona just needs an infusion of fresh energy to this team. More than just even just fresh talent, they need fresh energy. The, the, the mood is so sour around this team. Which is, like I said, they're frankly, I mean, they're, they're not, yes, they're looking pretty bad from an atmosphere perspective. But they still have a good squad. They need some infusion of fresh energy. And Ansu Fati brings that both with his talent and... Just his positivity overall, which, you know, even Messi with all his struggles seem to have a very good relationship with Ansu Fati. Everyone seems to love and hopefully can bind this team together. Um, I want to quickly get your opinion on the last person that we want to discuss for today's call. A guy who was pretty instrumental in destroying Barcelona last year, Alfonso Davies. I mean, he is such a quick winger, one of the few real brilliant Canadian talents that, you know, we, we probably have talked about ever. Um, fantastic left left back, left wing has had a bit of an on and off season this year for Bayern Munich. You know, last season was fantastic though. Had tough shoes to fill with Alaba moving to centre-back for Bayern Munich. But he's filled them, I think, pretty well at least last season. Guys, how exciting is this guy? And, you know, is he a bigger football star or a bigger social media star? I don't know. But either way, he's super fun to watch. Love whatever he's doing. He is so different from what you would expect for a Bayern Munich full-back, wing-back. Either way, we've seen Philip Lam do his thing for so long. These guys are like very okay, do the job, pass it up, make the run, make the overlap, cut in, do your thing. Alfonso Davis is going to do all of that and some. That is that is what you want. You want an you want someone who's an X factor. Okay, Robert Lewandowski can score whenever he wants, but he can't do that. He's not going to, he's not going to absolutely put someone on skates. <laughs> it's not happening. The fact that he's capable, he knows, and he picks the time to do all of this while also doing everything which you need to do to be a Bayern starting eleven player is phenomenal. And he's he's not that old; he's really really young. And of course, everyone knows he's from a difficult background in terms of having to move to Canada at a very young age. Okay, saying that he moved to Canada is a bit much. He did not move; it was under very difficult circumstances and to have such a gem of a player and a person. I absolutely love the guy because just because of how happy he is while playing. It's the same thing as Ansu Fati. We, we see a lot of seriousness around the clubs in which they play and they're kind of breaking the mold. They do all the right things while having a big smile on their face, which makes me super happy to watch. So, Alfonso Davis, where do I begin? I think Gui summarized everything perfectly. His game against Barcelona was his, was where you knew he made it. He just became a world-class talent and one of the elite players in the world after that game. And let's face it, Canada has not seen much talent. So to 
you know, thrive over there in Vancouver and then come over and get scouted by Bayern. Great pickup. Worldly talent. I think genuinely on this list, he's up there with Jaden Sancho and Holland in terms of everything. He's just the complete package. And don't forget his defense. He's brilliant when it comes to defending as well. It's it's a great point. He reminds me so much of when Gareth Bale played at left back. He reminds me so much of that. So I don't think he'll make the same transition that Bale did to becoming a pure you know winger, but it reminds me so much of Bale. Just super pacey, really strong, can just run rings around players in front of him, can dink and run around them. But with that, um, we should note that the Golden Boy nominates the nominations were twenty people. So do check out the other nominations. There are. Um, other players like Rodrigo, Ferran Torres, Camavinga, um, a bunch of others that were also on that list. So if you feel there are any others that you were interested by, do feel free to leave a comment. But with that, let me uh, close out and say thank you so much for listening. Do share, like, and subscribe. Leave us comments on other topics you're interested for us to discuss. Take care and stay safe. That's all. Bye.